Welcome, everybody, to your favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin. As always, I am joined by Aaron Larsoul. It is New Year's Eve day. Aaron, what are you sipping on as we get ready for tonight's festivities? Uh, well, I have to prepare my liver for this evening. You're hydrating. Um, I'm hydrating for the game. Uh, mm -hmm. And then whatever uh, happens how, how after are you, the game. How are you hydrating? Well, you know, it was also uh, it was also a long night last night for me. So we're doing the the very healthful combination of uh, Johnny Walker double black scotch okay. and black coffee. So we're doing we're we're doubling up. We're uh, <laughs> we're gaining some energy and we're losing some. We're hydrating and we're dehydrating all of that at the same time. Uh, I'm I have a margarita off to my side over here. Okay, beautiful. All that talk about margaritas last week made me think. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what? That sounds good. And so I made that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to tonight. I'm, I'm happy that it's a Friday night. The game, the game or no, or no, 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 New, New Year's, Year's Eve, New Year's. Okay. No, yeah. the, the game, well, the game somewhat too. And we have a lot to talk about with the we Lakers. Do. Usually this is a league wide show. We try to keep, we try to broaden the focus here, but the Lakers have been the focus. I think this week, mm -hmm. uh, for, for a variety of reasons, most recently, uh, the Rajon Rondo trade, which we have to dive into. The Ricky Rubio injury that preceded and probably led to the trade, um, actually, like, indisputably led to the trade. Yeah, quite yeah. clearly, yeah. Yeah, uh, and then, you know, ahead of us, the Lakers have a few decisions that they're going to have to make. Uh, so that's going to be one of the topics. Elsewhere, so the league has postponed some teams' games and have, so, have forced other teams to field basically G League like no disrespect, but but legit G League teams, and in some cases backup G League teams. Yeah, right, right. Some hardships are getting hardshipped, and so uh, we're going to discuss the the games that they postpone and what goes into those games, and and some of the. Whew, how do I, I like this? Ooh, I like I like this. <laughs> some of the uh, questionable processes that lead up to that and and like the again indisputably ambiguous kind of punishments for some of those flawed processes so we're going to discuss that also because the lakers finally acquired darren collison and we uh weren't able we had already recorded by the time that they did it last time or last right. week yeah uh we actually are going to tell the story the behind the scenes story of darren collison <laughs> sitting courtside a couple seasons ago when everybody thought he was actually going to be a Laker as they were getting ready to win their 17th championship. As I look back, uh, as, I, as I've looked back into the, uh, actually mostly Harrison, but uh, into my own photo, uh, <laughs> my Google photos that archives this sort of thing. Uh, yeah. I, it has alerted me, I think it was February 7th, 2020, just before the world shut down. So coming Oof. up on two years exactly. Yeah, so that is going to be uh, how we wrap up. Well, it depends. If we have time, We'll dive into our own personal New Year's resolutions, but do we ever pretend like there's a time limit on this show? I mean, <laughs> at some point, we're, like, at some point, we figure just like people are not going to be listening to this it's, anymore. It's it's Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, the line. It's more guidelines. It's once it's, we get into <laughs> once we get into hour three, they start. Like, <laughs> once we get once it, once our this show becomes a Marvel movie, then as, it's probably as, time to wind down. Yeah, as once once you're starting to introduce intermissions, I think it's kind of a long show. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's let's start though with the uh, biggest news I think of the NBA season, quite frankly, thus far, other than everything that has been going on with uh, COVID, 
Ricky Rubio tears his ACL, which really, really sucks. I was thoroughly enjoying his season over there. He was one of the wait. The, that's the biggest news of the NBA season. I think so because it like it clearly had a ripple effect. The Cavs were like I think a second tier Eastern Conference team. Like they were legit, like pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And like we haven't had much news, like actual news. We've had like what has seemed like news when we get we get update after update about Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving and stuff like that. But no actual news there. I, I guess the closest thing to news on that front is that Kyrie Irving is now available to play in away games. But even there, it's like, okay, cool. That's great. He plays. It was funny. Like somebody, some account sent out like, oh, the league is shaking now. Kyrie is back. And it's like, yeah, not when they're going to Brooklyn, though. Nobody's. <laughs> right. Well, which brings up even before the season started, when we first got wind of this, I, I said on this show, like there's a reasonable case to be made that the Nets maybe don't want to no. have home court advantage. <laughs> yeah. like, do you, would you rather, I think it's a fair question to ask. Let's say uh, in the, the East finals against, I don't know, Milwaukee or somebody, mm -hmm. would you rather play at home with your fans and no Kyrie, or would you rather play in Milwaukee against the fans but with Kyrie I think it's a well, fair question the fact that the fans in Brooklyn are kind of Clippers fans ish yeah that's true you know I it it'd be one thing if it was like the Knicks right or the Lakers or the Celtics or anywhere or that has a real home court advantage. actual yeah. home co yeah. home home court advantage like then then I would say you know it's a real discussion but it, with with in this case given the fact that Nets fans aren't the loudest and aren't the best they are not uh, I think it's 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 a clear like yeah you'd rather be on the road. How strange is that? So how but like how far? Yeah. So it, like do the Nets actively try to lose like their last five games? One well, picture <laughs> like how far down the standings do you want? Do you want to be on the road? Like is the ideal seed five for them, or maybe the uh, ideal seed is six because then you don't have to play one in in the second yeah. round. You would mm -hmm. technically like play the third seed and then play yeah, six the or second seven. seed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like six or seven, I would say six or seven is the Nets ideal seed now. Yeah. <laughs> so how, I how many how much do I, they have to tank? It's also funny to think, though, that like some teams will want Brooklyn to win so that they they do have home court advantage. Right. Or how about like uh, <laughs> so those games are going to be like <laughs> Brooklyn has to be now terrified. I mean, they're out of the playoffs because they're terrible now. But what about Toronto? They have to be terrified of like they have to oh, avoid yeah. Toronto he at can't all costs. They can't play either place. Yeah. See? Yeah. I mean, it's like a, it's an absurd discussion, but I promise you Brooklyn it's is having a conversation. It's been an absurd season. Correct. This whole season has been stupid. It went from, in a matter of a week, it went from, okay, yeah, so uh, we COVID protocols are now six days, and then another day, another week later, like, actually, you know what? Let's make it a nice roundish number five. We'll just, you know, make and it I a little easier. I got adjusted again today, by the way. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Based on like viral it was, load. It went from... <laughs> it went from 10 to five to five-ish now. Some some players have a higher viral load than than others. Um, yeah, the ones that are not vaccinated. Yeah. So, all right. Um, <laughs> you know how crazy this season is. You started this show saying that a Ricky Rubio injury was the biggest story of the year. So that tells you. Well, that tells you how story. wild it is. Yeah, and I, well, I, I also disclaimered it was saying that like it other than the COVID stuff because the COVID stuff has dominated the season. Like it has it is legitimately dominated the season in ways that. Like given the like, even given my expectations for it, it was like wow, I yeah, did not anticipate this. Um, so is this? So, uh, so I guess so. But so I guess I'm trying like, is this the injury that most impacts 
let's call it like look, Cleveland's not winning anything, but let's call it like the the Eastern and Western, not not who's gonna win the title, but does this most impact the uh like the Western or Eastern Conference Finals races? I mean, they weren't making the finals, Eastern Conference Finals either. But other than Michael Porter Jr., I think this might be the the biggest impact injury that we've had during the year so far. Well, that is like a long-term. No, but I mean that's like a long-term. Oh, yeah, like yeah, probably out for the season kind of thing. Right. Well, I think I think the way I would kind of frame it is, I think the league had a whole bunch of uh, potential energy. Right. The ball is sitting at the edge of the desk, and mm. it was just waiting for something to push it over. Okay. And I think I think Rubio's injury and the fact that Cleveland now sees this season as something they can go not all the way in on, but they can certainly commit to the season. Rubio getting hurt means that we know of at least one transaction that they are going that is going to be sought out at the trade deadline. Well, also because we were just going to get mentions, <laughs> the fact that Rubio became so important is also partially because uh Colin Sexton is out for the year also yeah right so right yeah let's right. put that in there too and Sexton's better than than Rubio but yeah it's just always about fit for me like I I think Rubio is easier to fit into winning basketball and he's Sexton. looked he's looked incredible I, the the renaissance we've seen from from Kevin Love uh yeah. this year where it's he looks so like, much fun but he looks like a functional so NBA fun. player again I think has a lot to do with his chemistry with Rubio yeah and so but so Rubio we've gets... spent like the last Five minutes talking Cleveland Cavaliers basketball. Hey, What's man, going it's on been, here? They've been they've been a really good team so far this they year. Have. They've been, been super freaking fun. Them and, and, and the Hornets and the yeah. Bulls have been a lot of fun in the East, which is not something that gets said very often on a basketball <laughs> podcast. Fun in the East. What a weird what a what a year. Um, so he gets hurt. Cavs decide they need a temporary solution at point guard that is not expensive to go out and get, so that they can make That's a move with it. <laughs> not expensive. That's one phrase for it. Not you know, expensive to it, get. It, okay. It doesn't. In terms of assets, it costs somebody that they were probably going to waive anyway. And so, uh, they they go out and they trade for Rajon Rondo. They send Denzel Valentine to L.A. Theoretically, uh, the Lakers are going to waive Valentine. Theoretically, yeah. They, well, I mean, it's been it's been like. We we've had the uh the Woj Shams. Yeah. It's Woj Shams official. It is not Cavs and Lakers official. Yet. Right, right. So so Aaron has to be careful here is what he's saying. Um so so Valentine Valentine is going to be a Laker for all of fifteen minutes or so. Um as they get ready to waive his partially guaranteed contract. This move will save the Lakers, according to some people on Twitter, around six or seven million dollars or so. Uh, in tax payments and you know for a team that is clearly very still cost conscious that is not a non-story um, and then that also more importantly for the basketball side of this opens up a roster spot for either Darren Collison or Stanley Johnson before they have to make another decision this weekend on uh, keeping those guys around and having to get rid of another player um, I, my guess is Right now, Rob Polinka is probably very active on the phone trying to find a taker for DeAndre Jordan in much of the way that they found a taker uh, for Rajon Rondo so that it's not just a straight wave and they have more dead money on the, on, on the books. Uh, my guess is, you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think, do you think they're desperate enough to attach like a second rounder to DeAndre Jordan just to save that amount of money? Uh, no. 
Yeah. So yeah. I my guess my guess is then if they can find a taker for DeAndre, great. But I don't think well, for one thing, I don't think DeAndre should be on the roster beyond this weekend so that they can keep uh both Collison and Stanley Johnson or at, like they, the guy they have to keep is Stanley, right? Like we, we we agree on that. Like the the, the guy that should stick around I is probably. How about Johnson. this? I anticipate Stanley Johnson, if, assuming he wants to be. I yeah. I uh, assume that he will be a Laker for the rest of the season. SoCal kid. But, the, so. but here's the but here's the other the other part of it. Um, you know, we, we were talking about it's it's a busy you know weekend slash week for the Lakers and what's going to happen with DJ. Um, he seems like the obvious candidate if another roster spot needs to be open. But the other part of the equation is Avery Bradley, mm -hmm. um, who has, I think it's the seventh, his, his contract becomes guaranteed. So that is uh, another way that you could, you could open up a roster spot by not guaranteeing his contract. And then the question becomes, where are the areas of need? Mm -hmm. um, you know, with, uh, with LeBron having a lot of success playing five, what does that mean when AD comes back? Do you continue with that? And then it kind of seems superfluous to have LeBron and AD and two traditional centers, you know, mm -hmm. at minutes for, at minutes at the five. Um, but uh, so that would kind of be an idea. But if you're bringing in another guard, maybe you say, okay, we don't need, you know, another another guard maybe it's it's like kind of a like for like swap mm -hmm. if you think that collison spot uh or bradley spot could be better used by collison however avery bradley's been starting a bunch and has been mm -hmm. playing a lot more especially he's recently better than, than dj like he's been better than i thought he was going to be this year shooting better and and i still think he's overrated from a defensive perspective like the league and the NBA and the Lakers still consider this guy like an on ball, you know, uh, factor or difference maker. He's just not that he's not that anymore, but he has been better offensively than I thought he was going to be. And it helps that he is better on that side of the ball to make up for what he hasn't been compared to expectations on the defensive side of the ball. And by the way, breaking everybody that's listening to this will know this by now, but um, Frank is out of protocols and is, gonna coach again this evening against the blazers Oof! thank god by the by the time you guys listen to this you'll know this but Oof. i just got i just got a little note about that so breaking yeah, we news have been live we should have been live yeah i could yeah i could have i could have we could have been aggregated although i haven't showered yet and generally the aggregate <laughs> and i am i don't know what i'm wearing but generally the aggregation like requires video like are you bringing back the icy white uh i have like a, it's an old white t-shirt it is it is it but normally see back in the day when i would like wear these in public you can only wear them once yeah and then you got to throw them away this one you know like at foot locker you get like 17 um, of them for 30 bucks or something <laughs> and you just throw them away they also had to be quadruple xl yeah um what a, what and i have like a, i have like a, a thermal under this because it's been miserably cold in la and rainy thankfully the rain is done um mm -hmm. So uh, I've like turned my heater up to 73 degrees and I'm still wearing like thermals underneath. Um, See, I like it cold in the house. We have a fireplace though. So like, I, I like it. I keep it cooler and then I turn the fireplace on. So I do have a fresh haircut, but I haven't really done my hair this morning. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I'm kind of glad we're not being aggregated <laughs> because that would require you to send video out to promote this. Uh, and I'm glad we're not live, although because that would have forced me to get up a little earlier and actually get myself together. But um, Frank is going to coach tonight. Back to the topic at hand. Yeah, I mean, it it is, it is a really interesting time. Um, and I think it is going to be a busy weekend, as, as you call it, for the Lakers having to make some real roster decisions. The other part to note is that for all of the tax stuff, um, that is not calculated until the final day of the regular season. So, you know, whatever moves are made in the interim up to um, the, the trade deadline and then any buyout guys or anybody that's waived after that for buyout guys or how long do you keep an open? I mean, that is another that is another option is just kind of keeping an open roster spot um, for buyout guys or frankly, yeah. just for for, you know, tax and minimization purposes. Yeah, I, I think so. If Collison had been. I want to I want to try to be nice about this because like the expectations what? of. Well, no, wait a second. No, wait a second. No, no. Hmm? no. In every other portion of life, like I'm bad cop, but in Lakers Twitter and Lakers stuff, I have to be good cop and your yeah. brand is bad cop. So right, don't so be nice be about this. Cop? Leave that for me. No, I want you to be honest about it. And yeah. then let no, me won't. like, let me give the silver lining. All right. All right. All right. All right. You, you, let hasn't him, been, you let it fire. Collison hasn't been good. He hasn't been good. Like he's just, you know, he looks like a <laughs> as guy one would expect. Yeah, he looks like a guy that knows what he's doing, but hasn't played an NBA yeah. game in three years or whatever. He hasn't. He hasn't made a three pointer for the Lakers. Like, uh, there are some some defensive situations that I think, like you're saying, he kind of knows where he has to be, and he's telling his legs to get there. <laughs> yep, <laughs> but his legs aren't listening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like Not I remember. Yet. I remember this. Uh, the, so this was the moment that I decided to stop. Uh, pursuing a boxing career um and i was Wait, going up i need to hear i know what i need background on this i didn't know that this was a thing yeah so when i was a kid we would go to i you know i have family in el paso and we would go across mm -hmm. the border to juarez where it like there is no such thing as rules basically it's, and <laughs> it's, it's 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 serious there it, i mean to be fair so, it's also serious in el paso but Oh yeah, yeah, no, I'm like it, that, it's so serious there. When I was a kid, was before a lot of the cartel stuff like really started popping off, and then it started mm -hmm. pop popping off like to mm -hmm. where, so like, I think I've said this on the show before, but when it rains there, because not a lot of the roads are paved in 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 Juarez, and there's a hillside there, um, where, like, you know, at the top of the hill is kind of where you don't want to go, right, and and. uh and when it rains, if it rains enough, because the roads aren't paved and because there's that hillside up there that are that is littered with shallow graves, you'll get some situations where bodies just start streaming down the, the, the roads um, through residential areas. Like that's it's, that's yeah. what that <laughs> Welcome to the hook, by the way. This is your upbeat. Yeah. Well anyway, so <clears throat> so what I uh, what I was going to say, though, is like I, I, I can recognize Darren Collison kind of struggling physically, even though he's there mentally by like the moment that I decided, nope, not going to not going to be a professional boxer. This is not my future. Uh, I was like, like semi I made, you know, a few thousand dollars probably total in my lifetime right. boxing. Right. And uh, and I 
you know, my last ever fight was against somebody who was like going to be who was actually doing this. Yeah. <laughs> actually doing this. <laughs> who, who made like a, a few thousand dollars per fight, which was big money mm-hmm. by those standards in Juarez uh, for like a... There's a difference. Like a, yeah. So... Do you do this or do you do this? Yeah. There's a difference. <laughs> so I, I step into the ring with the guy and, and I'm thinking to myself like, okay, here comes a job. Oh, ow. Like, <laughs> duck, 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 ow. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I'm telling my body, move. But it was physically incapable of keeping up with the future professional boxer. So, yeah. like, that's when... And, and I'm watching Darren Collison out there, and you can see him kind of like, telling It sounds like, like the last, like, 12 years of my basketball career. <laughs> like, well, it, it, a lot in common here. Oh, wait, hold on. I can somebody... handle this, dude. I got this guy. I'm going to beat him off the bat. Yeah. Move, move, move. No, no. Wait a second. Move. Wait a second. My back comes and across, my, my knees, comes... you're not doing that. The and mind well, is willing, it... the body is not. We're, that's what we're watching with Collison. It was a, yeah. a formerly and recently retired guy who, you know, stepped onto the court with some of the best, even though some of them are hardship type players. There are, he's played against John Morant. Um, and, and you can just tell, like, there are some spots where he's telling his body, all right, here comes a cross, here comes a cross. And there went the cross. Like, mm-hmm. he's just, and, and, and like, that's the reason I'm saying all this is because, like, you're saying, even if, even if the intention, I think Stanley needs to stick around. I think he offers something that the Lakers just flat out haven't had. But yes. Collison, however, I'm not as like hard pressed to use another roster spot because I think you can get a player as good as Collison has been uh, later in the year as buyouts start to take place. So I think the interesting part of it, though, with as it relates to DC, is that he. Like in comparison to Rondo, he fits better. Yes, he fits yeah. the Lakers. With all better. of the big three, I think he can. Like, he can play next is to he Russ, better? He is he better than Rondo him. right this second? I don't know. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, how much of that is he hasn't played in a yeah. handful of years? And it, once he gets into actual basketball shape, would he be better? I suspect he probably would. Uh, he was. You know, as, as recently as whatever, three, four years ago in Indiana, he was a guy that was an incredible three-point shooter, especially catch and shoot, um, which Rondo has had some success as. And, and frankly, Russ has had some success as, especially in the corners this year. But mm-hmm. Collison was a really, really, really good three-point shooter. He was just kind of unwilling. He was just like, yeah. he would, you know, I think a couple of years ago, he shot like 44%. And mm-hmm. the question was always, why are you shooting one or two a game, right? This right. is what you do. You're really good at this. So if that is less of an issue as kind of a role player, as a bit guy playing off of Russ, playing off of AD, playing off of LeBron, um, you know, if he's playing 12 minutes a night and he is, you know, kind of a lethal three-point shooter, especially in catch-and-shoot situations, then... Um, that isn't as not concerning is not the right word, but it's not as like, you don't go, you're so good at this. Why aren't you taking six a game? If you're playing, you know, 32 minutes as a starter, Mm -hmm. if you're playing 12 minutes as a bench guy, that skill can be weaponized and you just shoot the ones that are open. He's also has been a really, really good defensive player. I mean, frankly, more recently, despite reputation, more recently than Rondo has been really, really good. (laughs) Hennessy is delicious. <laughs> uh, See, there's me being the bad cop. I'm back. So, <laughs> like, I, I think I think that 
it is worth as 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 much as you can depending on roster crunch kind of things it is it is worth keeping collison around as a third ish point guard yeah fourth is point guard um because he fits really well I, if you get enough time to see um and and the roster crunch is coming and because the Lakers now I mean I think Rondo is the only guy left in protocols so once he comes yeah. out of protocols slash possibly gets traded um all these hardship 10 days are gonna not be available anymore and the you can't sign regular 10 days um until later in January so I would like to have enough time with Collison to see like, is it because he's just not in shape and hasn't played in three years? Mm -hmm. Can he do in a more limited role? Can he still do some of those things that made him a like better than league average starting point guard kind of recently, well, a couple years ago. Um, I'm not sure that we're going to get enough of the picture to see that long enough to make that determination, it's going to kind of have to be speculative, but I think like the, the, the like proof of concept or the like theory of the case with Collison, yeah. um, there's a reason why he was a target a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. there was a reason why he's he was in camp teams. this year. Yeah. There was a reason why he's in camp, was in camp. The Lakers had him in camp earlier or like worked him out before camp earlier this year. Um, I think he so, was in camp with the Warriors too, right? If I have that right, he was yes, mm -hmm. along with Avery Bradley. <laughs> it was I, for a while. It was it, the the conversation was Collison, Avery Bradley, or uh, GP two for the Warriors, mm -hmm. and they made the right call. Yeah. Asshole. Um, GP two is really good. <laughs> um, yeah. GP two is really good, and and like interestingly enough, at least you know the story as the story goes. Who knows if this is true? But the word on the street is. Draymond and and Steph really advocated to keep Avery Bradley as opposed to GP two. Um, Doesn't surprise me. They were GP two is really good. He yeah. is he is really good, and I don't think he's not going to be on an NBA roster anymore. I don't think like yeah. he has shown enough that he is. Yeah, he's an NBA player for sure. Yeah, and it's actually like a really, I mean, this is another tangent and we do this on this show, but yeah. this is another tangent. I think I think one thing that maybe we're learning or we should be learning is the NBA for a long time has, especially with, with guards, people in scouting departments, basketball operations departments, general managers have kind of focused on, as it relates to guards, especially smaller guards, which he is, what uh, guys can't do, right? He mm -hmm. can't shoot. I mean, he's shooting well on a small sample uh, from three uh, this year. I think he's like 43%, 44%. Mm -hmm. But we've been so focused on what he can't do. Um, we have lost sight of the fact that he is some elite. He is an yeah. elite defender. If he was, if he played enough minutes, he would be first he's team all defense. He's an incredible athlete. <laughs> he, and yes. And so the, the Warriors basically play him at center on offense. Yeah. Um, he's in the dunker spot. He's cutting a lot. He's catching lobs. And so everybody has been so focused. And it's not just the Warriors. It's, you know, he's been everywhere, right? He was on the Lakers and the Wizards. He's been everywhere. Mm -hmm. And everybody's been so focused on, okay, he's 6'3 and can't shoot. 
that we've lost sight of like this dude can change the game doing the one thing that he can do. So yeah, I think that's kind of like in a macro sense, an interesting discussion, but um, yeah, it's, it's interesting that like the Avery Bradley GP two Collison Lakers, Warriors, all of these guys have been like bouncing around, but to bring it back to, to DC, like he hasn't been great, but I think there's like enough there, like proof of concept there that it would be interesting to see. I, I think he is worth keeping around, but it's probably speculative. And frankly, with the roster, the way that it is, that is probably a decision that is going to have to be made before you have full information on like what he looks like when he's in full shape. The question becomes, have we seen flashes of what it could look like? Or if we have seen progress from him and I would contend not really, but again, like you're talking about a week and a half in the NBA again, after he hasn't been in the NBA in multiple years. <laughs> so, yeah. so like I, you know, we probably were never going to see enough from a 10 day contract to figure out what this guy can offer. And, you know, I think just in terms of, of the decision-making process here, it's, it's fairly simple. I think it's, do you think a player who is as good and or fits as well as Darrison Col Darren Collison could, uh, mm -hmm. like, could, what do you think that player will become available over the course of the season in the buyout market? Because the, the Lakers, what we're learning, as we've learned very clearly over the last, I would say, couple weeks or so, is making trades and bringing in talent is going to be very difficult for the Lakers this year. They don't have the assets. They have two movable contracts right now. Well, I don't, um, I don't hold on. Let me, let's be more specific. I don't, I, it's not like even specifically, yes, there is a lack of assets, but that is not like THT is an asset, right? Whatever you think of his game, he's young, but mm -hmm. it's, I don't think it's the assets specifically. Like the asset problem is the Lakers don't have a first round pick that they can trade before, I think it's 27, 2027, maybe 28. Um, I think the issue is they've got, it's like, it's like a contract issue. Yeah. So, right. The That's only I mean. like the only mid-sized contracts are Malik, or excuse me, Kendrick Nunn, who we haven't seen yet, but has value around the league, but we haven't mm -hmm. seen, literally haven't seen a second of yet. And THT who's, you know, makes 10 million. Other than that, there is nothing outside of the big three that is going to get you like literally you can't trade for anybody that makes any money. So the question is you can do stuff around the margins, but as far as a trade goes to find a difference maker is tough just because of matching salary issues. Yeah. Right. And so like, that's, that's more what I meant. Like, you know, they're, they're strapped right now. It's very difficult for, for them to um, improve the roster that way. And then, you know, because of the way, you know, because of the playing game and because of the flattening of lottery odds, a lot more teams are more interested in competing. Yeah, that's and a that good point. Yeah. That, that makes it more there's difficult. There's fewer sellers than normal. Exactly. It makes it more like the, the players who will become available, there's going to be a lot more interest in that player. And there are going to be fewer players that are available. So, like, uh, I, I think, you know, in terms of improving the roster that way. So, again, it comes back to with Collison. Can this guy eventually become the kind of, I wouldn't say difference maker, because he is still going to be behind Russ if none becomes available, if he's ever healthy this year, he's behind none. Uh, he would still be behind, oof, 
I want to say Reeves, but he's behind Monk. You know, he's still, he would okay, still be. Okay, okay, Cooper, you out here. Well, no, no, well, that's like, I'm, I'm trying to think of like. You're going to let people behind be... the curtain for, for, for our slap? You're going <laughs> to let people behind the curtain? No, that was, that right, was. Right. Uh... <laughs> it got spicy. Yeah, a little bit. Um, They aren't a juggernaut. If you're you're right, by the way. You're, they're you're not. Right, they're not. But yeah, right, I was so... like, I, I was like lightly on your side. You're right, though. In so, the Slack, I was lightly on your side, but you're right. Um, and so, so I, you know, for for sorry, Harrison. All intents and for all intents and purposes here, uh, it's it's a gamble that the Lakers are going to have to make here, right? Mm -hmm. They because they don't have an open roster spot because I'm I'm already considering Johnson in the roster spot that they just opened up right okay. i'm all, i'm already penciling him in into, into okay. that okay um if he isn't <laughs> inserted into that roster spot i'm gonna be a little pissed like, <laughs> you got you got the you got the pitchforks like you like you led the uh the riot to get everybody fired you, Look, were, man, you led I, that i, I'd you have led to, that I'll, thing at staples center hey I and then attended, like and then like 11 months later <laughs> the lakers won a title you're welcome you everybody that. you're they welcome appreciate you. appreciate you that was you that was you with the face paint right no, I was. I what's the the hilarious thing there is that I actually went. I was there, but oh, I was. I know you did. I was covering the thing. I did not <laughs> uh, covering participating. Yeah, it's a thin line. Well, you know what? That's basically what blogging is, right? It's in mm -hmm. that. It's in that. Like, <laughs> you participate in fandom, and then you also have a platform to share your fandom thoughts. Yeah, I saw you out there. <laughs> so. I think the question is, I think the real, like, at the crux of this issue, because the Lakers probably are not going to have enough information to yeah. make anything more than an educated guess. I think part of the question as it relates to, you know, like, if you're going to open up another spot, um, it would it would appear to me that the, the candidates, like, for Darren Collison, because we're that's who we're talking about. Um, it would appear, it would seem to me the choices are um, trading or waiving DJ or not guaranteeing Avery Bradley. So I think part of it is like, how comfortable are you with AD out now? And let's be fair, AD's injury history is, shall we call it checkered? So with that understanding, and from what we've seen the last handful of weeks, are you comfortable with basically the only guys on the roster that can play center dwight ad lebron mellow kind of ariza well. ariza, ariza kind of maybe johnson kinda so do you so I, then it becomes like a question of okay if, if it's if it's collison it's another ball handler guard you know, right? Obviously, Russ is going to take a lot of that. LeBron is going to take a lot of that. Um, like Reeves a little bit, or Bradley, obviously. Um, are you, do you feel like you have enough um, at like at five with, would you rather tend smaller or bigger? Do you feel comfortable in the playoffs theoretically? Um, just as it just as it relates to like number of bodies, do you feel comfortable with Dwight, AD, and LeBron basically as your only fives? All right, so two part answer to that. 
if and, I was just and Ty, and Ty Lu into the protocols, by the way. Yeah, I know. I just I, that was if you guys heard the vibrating in the background, that was my phone alerting me that that Ty Lu. I didn't. Was... I didn't get that one early. You guys will know this by this time, but I didn't get that one early because that's a Clippers thing. Um, Go ahead. So, so the so to just straight up answer your question, no, I am not comfortable with that because, like you're saying, all it takes is one AD injury, and he's now going to be coming back. Um, like th this will be consecutive seasons where he's missed significant time. Right. Um, now again, like I, I'm, I'm not willing to call out and call him injury prone. Like, I think, I think some of that is kind of overblown. If you look at the number of games he's played over the years compared to like Jimmy Butler, for some reason, AD gets that label, but not Butler. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but regardless, I, I think all it takes is, is another ding to, to, uh, Anthony Davis and your center rotation is extremely thin. That said, uh, it's extremely thin right now, and DeAndre Jordan can't get off the bench. So, sure, like it, it's it's pretty easy for me to just wave DeAndre Jordan. And and I think one position that we have found out you can get a decent player in the buyout market over the years has been centered, right? Like. We, we, we've seen Damian Jones in on, on the buyout market. We saw Andre Drummond last year. We saw, like, we've seen... <laughs> we, we... Wait, first of all, wait a second. The fact that you just mentioned those two concurrently are... Damian Jones, like... He's good. I don't want to hear it. He is good. Fine, fine. He's been good you, for Sacramento this year. You... you fine. Yes, uh -huh. fine. <laughs> don't you uh, dare criticize no, no, my no, no, large no, no, adult no, no, son, no, no. Damian You have, Jones. like, a... You, you think Damian Jones is like a thousand percent better than he actually is, and you think Andre Drummond is a thousand percent worse than he actually is. Uh huh. Um, so the fact that you just mentioned them together was not lost on me and kind of hilarious. <laughs> okay, but, but, like, but, but like positionally, what but I'm the saying answer is like, okay, I maybe. Think, and if go ahead, yeah, well, so basically, like, so we just talked about Darren Collison, right? And if, yep. if like a player of Darren Collison's ilk does not normally become available if he is good like if if he can turn things around and he can get his legs underneath him that type of player is not normally available in the buyout market Correct. a player of deandre jordan's ilk that type of positional archetypal player that type of player does normally become available over the course the of the buyout market. level the yeah. replacement level at center is yeah. a lot higher than like it's it's easier to find just league average centers because they're all over the place yes right and however and so like but so however what, yeah but then like who because they aren't available right now so like who is the question hopefully damian jones he is on another <laughs> team presently and is not just available yeah he's no, also I mean, like, like their sixth center but well i mean we, we we don't normally know these things until like after the trade deadline you know, like those, we don't, we don't know. Correct. Really know those decisions who... have to be made before that. Correct. Yeah. And if you want to do that, well, do I think you, it's easy. Do you want to just, just keep a roster your... spot open? Yeah. Because... Like, I, well, I, I think so. Here's, here's, here's the thing. Kent Bazemore hasn't been good this year, right? He just like, he's, he's been straight up bad. You could say Hennessy is delicious. That's fine. DeAndre Jordan has been he bad not, also. He is. Well, look, there's a reason why DeAndre and Bays are not in the rotation. I can yeah. say that. Without saying Hennessy is delicious, the, which it is. Yeah, half the roster was not available, and both of those guys still couldn't get off of the bench. And I think because of that, 
it's easy. It's an easy decision to make right now on DeAndre Jordan. I'm fine if he doesn't come back after this weekend. I can mm-hmm. understand kind of sticking out, sticking around with Bays because I think he, of basically all the other role players on this team, needs LeBron about as much as anybody. So, so mm-hmm. I think I, I think you. I'm fine with holding out and seeing if Bays can turn it around, and then if a so you wave DeAndre Jordan now. And then later, if the right center or the right kind of player comes along, then it's easy to wave Bazemore too because he hasn't lit the world on fire either. And then, you know, you have another week to make a decision on Avery Bradley, whether you're going to keep him around too. So you're not wrong. I'm not telling you you're wrong. However, another like factor to consider, and fans don't like to hear this. I know you don't like to hear this, especially. This is like a hot button thing for you. But... It is pretty clear that the tax situation is a consideration for the Lakers. I see you. We just found out something. That, no, it, Betty White just passed away. That sucks. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. What? Didn't she have a birthday recently? Did she make it to a hundred? She had she's, a birth. I remember that being a thing. A month from now. A month from now. Oh, she's. Oh. I don't know why that matters to me, but I kind of wanted her to make it to a hundred. That sucks. I loved Betty White. Betty White was awesome. Like she was yeah, legit yeah, one of the funniest yeah. people who yes. have ever lived, who has ever lived. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. So, Betty White. That's absolutely. And let's show it. Shall we? Shall yeah. we tell a little? Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Um, you're not wrong about all of that, but another factor to be considered, whether we like it or not, fans don't like it. I know you, this is a hot button issue for you, but t- the tax situation for the Lakers is mm-hmm. a consideration yeah and so that brings another fact like to just cut deandre or to just cut bays they're guaranteed so you have to pay that out yeah right that that is part of the tax so that is why the consideration also becomes do you keep a roster spot open do an avery or slash avery bradley is not guaranteed so I think that has to be included in the discussion also, as opposed to just like, well, all right, you cut DeAndre now for Collison. And then if it, and then maybe you just cut Bays later if you need somebody in the buyout market. And like, it is a consideration. Um, the tax bill is a consideration. So an open roster spot splash, maybe because Bradley isn't guaranteed while these other guys are, that's also got to be kind of factored into the discussion. Yeah, I, I here's my one retort though. They just saved on their tax bill. Like they literally just trimmed a, roughly seven million dollars, or, or like a, a you know a portion of seven million dollars from their tax bill. And yeah, like on, it assert depending on like Denzel Valentine's. Or, yeah, like if no, it, but like also depending on, on how much of his partial guarantee is guaranteed. Oh, what it depends on more is like. Look, Stanley Johnson's minimum is less than Rondo's minimum, but mm-hmm. depending on when you sign him, it doesn't look like uh, the hardships are because the Lakers basically have all of their guys back. So it doesn't look like there's going to be another hardship for anybody, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 10-day for anybody. The hope was maybe that you know you could get Stanley on another hardship 10-day, and, and then that would get you to the normal 10 days. Uh, when 10 days were available in January, that doesn't look like it's going to be an option now. So it looks like it has to be now or never for him. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And frankly, for uh, for Collison. 
um, which is why we've been talking about that it's going to be busy in the next handful of days here. But like, depending on when you guarantee these guys or assign them for the rest of the year to normal contracts, the savings may not be, the tax savings may get pushed back into basically what it just was, save for a few dollars here and there. Yeah, I, I guess I, I, you know, you know my stance on the luxury tax. Like, I just, I can't. I do. I've tried. I have legitimately tried to care. I won't say for how long I tried and how hard I tried, but I have tried to care. I just do not. <laughs> yeah, look, it's I mean, like, like it's that, it's, it's that, it's, what's, the, what's the I meme, understand. right? St Stephen A. Smith. He's like, yeah, I, I we just don't, don't care. Yeah, we yeah, don't care. Right? Uh, <laughs> I, look, I understand that. And I understand that fans, like, don't care either like just give me yeah. everybody i understand yeah that. no it's, but it's so i, I also don't like i don't spend anybody else's money yeah well so here's i think the fairest way to put it is it's not that you're asking fans to care but it is still context that is necessary behind these decisions right like that's mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. a, <laughs> it's not mm -hmm. something that you know i remember as a kid you know asking for like a playstation and my dad saying like no and I would ask like, why? And he goes, it doesn't fucking matter. I'm saying no. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so, so I, I would say, I, I, you know, and ownership reasons, ownership's <laughs> reasons are their own. You know, my dad is actually a par partial owner of the Los Angeles Lakers. If you've ever oh. wondered why I have this job. Um, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm not. Uh, Think you can give me tickets? But so I, I, uh, I, <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you need another hookup with the Lakers. That... <laughs> and so, so anyway, to like get Hennessy? back to like, so <laughs> no, my mom does. My mom, my mom loves Hennessy actually. All really right. Does. So I, but I so say but, this in the most innocuous way possible, because <laughs> like, this is going to sound weird. I already know that, but your mom could come hang out with me at a game. <laughs> <laughs> she would honestly, she would die sitting behind Jeannie bus. She would, she would legit pass out. Um, actually Wait, might maybe pass we, out. Hold on. We should do this. Your mom <laughs> should come drink Hennessy with me at a game. This is great. As so, long as this does not like too uncomfortable for you. Cause this is very strange. Me like saying, you know, that it's like, strange. it's not, it's not every day that I get asked, Hey, can your mom come hang out and drink Hennessy with me? That's not normally a conversation. I, <laughs> I usually have. I preface it. Cause I knew this was going to sound bad, but just, we can, like, we can turn mouth, it, we but... could turn it into content. Like I think if you, you know, we could, She's terrible with her phone, but she'd probably accidentally film herself like sitting there behind Genie Bus too. Love so it. Whatever. Love it. Yeah. What's mom's um, name? And just Gloria. listen. Yeah. Uh, no. No. And listens. My mom listens. Hi, mom. She um, she watches she watches some of the pressure cookers. If my dad remembers like how to turn it on, and, you know. <laughs> so, so, but but so, uh, yeah. With with Collison or with with all of these decisions, like. I understand that the tax implications are part of the context here. I just can't get myself to care. And also the tax implications are lesser now than they, when we, than we thought they might've been heading into the season. As like they now, are, yes. Yeah. They are now paying less in luxury taxes than we thought heading into the season. Um, and then on top of fluid. all, as I said earlier, it's fluid because that is not calculated yeah. until the last day of the regular season. And then, you know, the other part of this is that, well, it's fluid in multiple ways, right? It's fluid in the sense that like, yeah, it, it depends on guarantee dates and all of these things too. And then also like the Lakers might be able to shed like Kent Bazemore, for example, let's say that the Lakers don't want to just straight up wave, wave uh, DeAndre Jordan for tax implications 
And there mm-hmm. are no takers on DeAndre Jordan because he isn't a good NBA player anymore. Hasn't been one for three years. Let's say that some team does think that Kent uh, Bazemore can turn it around and you can and you can move Kent Bazemore to a team for nothing and, and lighten your, your tax bill there. Like, I, I just think over the course of the next like month and a uh, couple weeks before we get to the a month and a week or so yeah, uh, like before we get to the, yeah trade like deadline, yeah before we get to the trade deadline i think there are mul- there are there are a few avenues that the lakers can go in to open up the necessary spots to do whatever it is that they want if they want to keep johnson and collison and still have an open roster spot i think they'll be able to do that i think if they want one of those guys and then still want another roster spot open they can do that if they want to get a longer look at one some of these guys um and and you know you have to wave somebody now or trade somebody now to be able to do that then that's another thing they could do you know they i do think collison can sign a regular 10-day contract like i think he he can too and stanley johnson can also but just not it's not going to be a hardship hardship one no but not before the hardship ones expire you can't you won't be able to do them concurrently you can sign as many hardship 10 days as you want yeah then the regular 10 day rules apply after that you can sign regular 10 days after that the limit to those is two before you have to sign somebody for the rest of the year the problem is those normal 10 day contracts don't start they're not available um until next month before Mm -hmm. the hardship ones are going to expire so yeah, the Lakers, it, the Lakers would have to release them and make them available to anybody else before yeah. they are allowed, which to is a risk. Normal 10 days. Exactly. Yeah. Which is, you know, especially like somebody like Collison, because the same conversation that you and I are having about Collison and specifically Collison is the exact conversation that is going around the entire NBA right now. I would mm-hmm. imagine every single team is, has watched uh, Collison's film with the Lakers and they're looking for any sign that he can become the player who was, by the way, like before he retired, when he retired, that was a $10 million plus decision that he made. Like yes. that was a, a per year, by the way, like the, he could have yes. made double digit millions coming off of his last year in the NBA. He was that good. Yes. And, and so all of these teams are saying, Hey, if he can get anywhere close to that, that is easily the best player that will be available at, at his position for the remainder of the year without having to give up anything in a trade. So I under, and 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 because of that, like I, that's why I would say, like for the Lakers, it's Wasn't worth he it. an All Star. Not too, he was. He was like he was an All Star right once. I think he was an All Star once, not too Maybe. long before he retired. I th- yeah, I'm, I'm gonna look, but I think he was, he was very an very once. good. Yeah, and and so like yeah, I think, I think there is higher upside to keeping Collison. Um, then maybe arguably even Johnson, like, you know, Johnson has looked great because the Lakers haven't had anybody at his position. It's not like he has lit the world on fire since he got there. Uh, it's just that like he is capable because he is literally six, seven ish and athletic to do things that no other player, the Lakers have employed this season have been able to do because none of them have been both six, seven and athletic. Um, so yeah, that's where the Lakers find themselves. I, w- I was right. I do not think he was an all-star. However, he was like right the, on the right on the. He board. was right. Yes, he shot forty-seven percent from three a couple years ago in Indiana. Yeah, forty-one percent the the year after, forty-two percent the year before. So yeah, but he was yeah. not quite an all-star. No, he's always he would have been an all-star if he shot more three-pointers. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll say that. 
Yes. Um, all right, let's go ahead and move on though. Cause they, you know, and, and by the way, like, as you guys can expect over the course of the weekend, as we get more of this news and depending on the scale of that news, I will always hop on here and record an emergency lowdown. I just might sound incredibly thick while I do so because it's the new year's Eve. I got you whenever, whatever you need. I got you. I'm, I'm with it. All right. I can guarantee you that uh, <laughs> I will not be in any state yeah. to, <laughs> um, all right, let's, uh, let's, let's really quickly here, rip the, the Denver nuggets for not yes, fielding let's. an NBA team. And I, I do want to preface this with every team that is dealing with this has been stretched incredibly thin in their, in their attempts to deal with the COVID and especially Omicron variant that the entire league is dealing with right now. So I'm yep. not saying like, like even while what we say right now is going to sound like we're ripping the nuggets, it's ripping them within the context of, yes, this is difficult on everybody. Uh, but yeah, let's, that's a good I'll, way to put it. I'm going to, I'm going to just really quickly frame the, the conversation with what happened. So the nuggets and warriors were supposed to play last night and yes, Thursday. Uh, yeah, so we're recording this Friday afternoon. And so they were supposed to play Thursday night. And, uh, you know, every team right now uh, has been scrambling to find replacement players and all these things. If you're on the road and you're trying to fly, find uh, replacement players, that's especially difficult, right? Because you have to fly them, <laughs> meet them with, meet them, have that player meet uh, up with the team and get ready to play. Sometimes Shout within, out Greg Monroe. <laughs> Yeah, like so, some of these guys, Isaiah Thomas, who is like perpetually sh grocery shopping for some reason, like he's just like always at the grocery store, uh, said that he got a call and said, yeah, sure, I'll hop on a plane and I'll fly to Dallas. Like, like, mm -hmm. however, this however, this goes, there are a lot of hoops that everybody's having to jump through to get uh, to field a, a playable team. Uh, the Denver Nuggets uh, had are dealing with an outbreak that has taken uh, Michael Malone uh, right now, like he is he is not available to coach. Uh, on top of the outbreak, I think Bones Highland just got uh, yep. just went into health and safety. Like it's a, it, they they basically they they've been down Jamal Murray all year. Michael Porter Jr. gets hurt; he's not going to be available for for a probably full calendar year. Uh, you know, they they've they've dealt with uh, oh they had they lost another guy uh, Dozier. Yeah, PJ Dozier. Yep. Yeah, we got yeah, he he blew he blew ACL. out his knee as well. Yeah. yeah. So they're dealing with actual injuries on top of a COVID outbreak. I mean, it's and it's Nikola Jokic and the miracles at this point. It's, it's it really is, and it's kind of a miracle, by the way, that they have been at all competitive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so uh, they <clears throat> excuse me, they had a game in Denver against the Golden State Warriors, and you know before they go into any of these you know game day situations, shoot around stuff like that. They look around their roster and they figure out, all right, who all is going to be available? Is it worth <laughs> who, it? Who all goes? It's like if you're going out for New Year's, who all going to be there? Be there? <laughs> who all going to be there? Exactly. Before I say yeah, who all going to be there? So, so like the, they have to make those decisions. The Golden State Warriors have to hear about those decisions, and any team that is flying in to play them has to hear about those decisions before they hop on their own plane to go out and 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 try to play this game. Mere hours before the game was going to go down, they decide that all of their questionable players are going to be out, and they therefore cancel the game. And my issue with it, and 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 I'll let you because you you have a harder stance, harder line stance on this than I do. 
I just want to know, like, we need some clarity whatsoever on what happens to a team that has their game postponed because now all of a sudden the league has to do all kinds of shit to try to make that game happen at a later date. And then also, like, if if no punishment is levied against these teams that can't field a, 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 a playable roster, especially in a home game, then you're incentivizing all these teams to not make their team playable. Right. Because, like, the Atlanta Hawks so far this year have had hardships for their hardship players. Oh, yeah, and, they have, and like, are, 14 guys in COVID yeah. right now. Yeah, they, they've been like the 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 Atlanta, like, Hawklings, right? Like, they, they've been... <laughs> they, Trey, they've who's been, finally back. It's Trey in the miracle. <laughs> Trey's right. finally back, yeah. And so, so, like, you know, Atlanta fans have been voicing their frustrations. Like, guys, we are doing... We are going through every number of these hook, hoops to try to get a team out there onto the court and and apparently just not doing that was an option this whole time (laughs) because that's essentially what denver did yeah so there's a lot of layers to this um and my issue with it and and draymond obviously was was not pleased either as he he stated pretty clearly on on twitter i get it like if everybody has covid and we don't have enough guys like i get it but that is not really what happened here you need eight guys you need to have eight guys available to uh to play if you don't have eight guys then the league postpones it my issue with it is and like full transparency i grew up in san francisco so outside of the lakers i follow the warriors probably most close closely mm-hmm. you work in the nba like i don't get to be a fan anymore but i grew up a warriors fan so i still pay attention to them it's still my hometown team so i i pay attention to the warriors most closely after the lakers and they also played Tuesday night. The Warriors and and Nuggets played Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Draymond was out. Poole was out. Like there was a bunch of guys out. Andrew Wiggins had just come back. Um, Denver had a bunch of guys missing. They have the 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 return bout to use like a wrestling term, kind of the back to back. And the Warriors fly out to Denver, and it wasn't. I mean, it was because of COVID, but it wasn't really like COVID. Uh, people that are out in health health and safety, that is like something that is done to you. The Nuggets also had four guys that were questionable um, due to injury. They had a couple guys that were out due to injury, but they had four guys questionable. And if any one of them could have played, they would have had eight guys. Yeah, it would have sucked to, to mm-hmm. have like eight guys play against the Warriors. The Warriors get to Denver and didn't find out that they weren't going to play until a couple hours before the game. And it was because in this case, at least what it appears is that the Nuggets decided we don't want to play this game. We are choosing to have it postponed because we would rather try this again later when more of our guys are going to be back. And that seems like like none of this is fair, but that seems like unfair. One of the guys, Austin Rivers, played, finished the game against the Warriors on Tuesday night and then was questionable with a finger injury how did he hurt his finger so much in between the last time that they played? Mm-hmm. How did he hurt his finger so badly that he couldn't play? Yeah. Uh, yesterday, last night as we record this. Right. So the part of it that I like, that feels kind of like a little eh to me is that it feels like, it seems like the nuggets just said, mm, this probably ain't great for us to play this one. We yeah. we prefer to kick this can down the road make the Warriors come back 
at yeah. some point during the they season. They asked who all was going to be there and then found out who was going to be there. And yeah, decided, found out nah, like I'm found right. out what pool was going to be back. <laughs> and Steph is, Steph is still good and Wiggins yeah. is back. So they were like, nah, we think yeah. we got a better shot down the road. Right. So it's not that like there are teams that have had to go through so much stuff and everybody has been forced to bring in all these random guys, all these guys that frankly aren't NBA players, hardship mm-hmm. guys for the hardship guys. Um, but it seems like because the Nuggets G League team is not close enough to Denver. Now, to be fair, the Denver airport is like 600 miles from, <laughs> from yeah. the Denver airport is the farthest place. It is legitimately like 45 minutes from the arena which is Uh the largest distance in the league. Um, But it just feels like the Nuggets decided, "Mm, we don't want to play this one tonight. And that feels like when everybody is having to get guys off the street, that feels just like not right. That feels like not the thing. Everybody is playing guys they don't want to play. Everybody is playing guys that just got there and have no idea, you know, like, Right, we just saw the Christmas Day, the Lakers and 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 Nets. Like, I do this professionally, as do you. Like, I do stuff. I help out with layers, like basketball operations stuff. Sometimes, mm-hmm. I there was guys I had never heard of. Yeah. There's been guys all over the place that are playing. Right, Chicago's been playing guy when the Lakers were in Chicago recently. It was a lot of like, who is this? Right, we're all playing who he played for. Everybody, like, is. every single yeah, one who of he us. played for. Right, this is the first time we don't get to make fun of Barkley for who he played for because right? none of us know who he played for. Charles, that guy was an All Star last year. What are you doing? <laughs> like uh, Charlotte? No. Yeah. <laughs> but so it feels like Vancouver, like, Charles. There isn't even a team in Vancouver not, anymore. No, not there no more. Yeah, not there no more. <laughs> Uh, shout out those teal jerseys, though. I'm I'm glad Memphis has I'm taken on some of those. Yeah, yeah. So it just it felt like very clearly the first time when a team like decided we're going to use these rules and the fact that everybody has to do this to their advantage. And it just felt like, and from what I gather, there was like no communication with the Warriors. They weren't keeping them up. So the Warriors fly out there to do. Although I, I, I hear that Clay actually scrimmaged for the first time with the starters. So maybe that's a good thing for the Warriors. But it just felt like Denver decided we're not doing this tonight. Um, yeah. And that just kind of doesn't sit particularly well. Hey, Draymond tweeted about it. And while I, you know, I don't think he made his points particularly well, um, but like I, I understand the frustration, especially if you're the, the Warriors and you freaking flew to Denver. Like And just is, played them two days before with a bunch of their guys out. And saw yeah. We just saw you last night. You know, yeah. Right. I, I, I understand why I understand why why there was frustration there. And and again, like I get back to it incentivizes because we have no clarity on the ramifications for not playing a game, uh like you're incentivizing a team to just say like, oh yeah, that guy's super questionable. Like, you know, of course, that, that guy why not has make a hangnail, everybody man. Have you ever tried playing basketball with a hangnail? Right. Why not make everybody questionable and then just say like, mm, we don't have enough guys. We don't want it. Yeah. We think we'll do yeah. better later. And the other, the other part of this is it's tough. Like this is one of the reasons why the NBA is not going to pause the season is because all of these arenas yeah. have, as we're going Function forward, have a lot something of else. Com- yeah, commitments. So, mm-hmm. Like, all right, so when when do the Warriors now have to fly back out to Denver? When when are they available? Now are mm-hmm. they is that like whatever rest they may have had? Are they gonna have to try to do this during the all-star break? 
Um, now are the Warriors going to have to play an extra back-to-back? Like there are all of these questions and there aren't great answers for all of this. And I, it's like an unprecedented time. I just think there needs to be, it kind of needs to be, I think there needs to be something looked at more so where it's like COVID outages as opposed to like injuries and questionable yeah. injuries. Like if you have guys that are out, out fine, yeah. but like you need eight guys. Okay. Well, why didn't they bring some other guys in then? Because right. they're everybody else is doing that. Yeah. If yeah, it shouldn't be up to the team. Like eh, we got nine guys. You're right. It incentivizes teams to list to like fudge injury reports and be like, yeah, everybody's questionable. We don't feel like it tonight. We don't think we're going to win tonight. Eh, let's kick it, kick the can down the street. Yep. All right. Uh, let's, let's quickly, uh, no, not quickly. Take your time, man. This is, this is a story people are really going to care about. I want to oh, hear the story behind. What do you want to know? All right. What do you want to The Darren know? Collison, that fateful night, he watched the Lakers play courtside and decided, nope, I don't want to play on that team. Was he like, all right, my first question <laughs> is like, fair. yeah, ask, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> my first question is like, did you hear him booing at all? Like, when did he decide? <laughs> <laughs> was <laughs> like, was the pitch that bad? Like what happened in the meeting there? Where did you take him to eat? Because I don't ever want to eat there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So no, I did not hear him booing. All right. Um, Good to know. And, uh, <laughs> So I, when I go to games, I tend to go in like a back room before, before mm -hmm. uh, the games. And so I did, I, I usually get to the game. It opens up like two hours before the game. I usually get there two ish hours, an hour and a half to two hours before the game, which is what I will do this evening. Mm -hmm. And so I went back to my normal place that I go and there was somebody standing at the door. Um, and I mean, there's always like a, an usher there, um, somebody that works at the, at the arena. I say what's up to him, walk in. But there was somebody else standing at the door as uh, about to walk in. And she was like, mm -hmm. there's, there's some stuff going on in there. Like, mm. Mm -hmm. and so as I'm walking in, I see, I see DC there. And I think it's his cousin and maybe his agent. Uh, was also mm -hmm. there who who comes to a bunch of games. So I, okay, cool. Um, and there are just, it's hit the two of them and then Lakers decision makers, let's say that. Yeah. So I, so I take off, um, I go do some other stuff, come back later. Um, so they can have their, their meeting as I, as I'm walking back, I actually get, a a text from, from Pete. Uh, shout out Pete. And he was like, did you know this was happening? And there was somebody took a picture from the outside of this area yeah. that showed the, the meeting. Yeah. I remember and that I said, picture. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. But no, like I certainly didn't take the picture, but yeah, I know. And he said, he was asking me what was going on. Um, DC does not come out for the first half. We're hanging out first half watching the game. I go back at halftime to the room. And then um, come back out for the third quarter, and then he is sitting like two seats over from you, <laughs> like up into the left, <laughs> back into the right. We're giving me JFK here, back into the whatever, back into the left. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, at that point, it seemed, uh, I thought, and Lakers management, let's say, thought that he was he was going to sign. Mm -hmm. um, then obviously, like TV showed him sitting there. And that I think it actually blew up. And the fact that I became a part of the story publicly <laughs> was uh, McMiniman, Dave, who the, the uh, so McMiniman and Kyle and Orem and who else? Uh, BT when he's there, the, like the media contingent of the beat writer contingent sits on the baseline. Um, yeah. Just to the left. If you're facing the court, just to the left of where I tend to sit. McMiniman took a picture of him there in the group and it mm -hmm. happened to show me. Um, and then that picture was used on McMiniman did a stand up later that night saying that Collison was there. Um, you made they used that on sports center. And then like for 24 <laughs> hours, it was on sports center. I have no following up. You know what? Please follow me on Twitter at Aaron Larsoul because I'm self-conscious <laughs> and have no following, but I was like kind of kept out of it. I mean, definitely people recognized me from the picture. Like my friends and family were like, I see you on SportsCenter. But it really kind of like became a thing for me when Pete, who has a huge following, like quote tweeted McMiniman's picture and was like, oh, if you ever wonder if at Aaron Larsoul is on the inside, like, here you go. Yeah. I'm like, man, can you leave me out of this? <laughs> yeah, um, right. So you, you like the attention. A little bit. Mm, yeah, I guess I do. I am vain, by the way. I just <laughs> like that my shoes were. I was mad because the actual picture I had. I had a. I had some fire kicks on. So I. So I was mad at McMiniman because they cropped the picture for Sports Center. I'm like, could you at least get my kicks in it? <laughs> um, but so then all the stuff was like Collison just came to get a free get a free meal, and he mm -hmm. owes Jeannie and he owes Aaron whatever and like dinner costs and all of that. Um, yeah. but. We all thought that, look, there was, there was like on the table was him just not playing um, at all, but I'm not a we, that sounds bad, but Lakers management felt very confident that he was I going remember. to come back and play for the Lakers. Um, yeah. And that was real. And I talked to him at the game and felt like that was, that he was going to come back and then he was going to play for the Lakers. Um, and then once he like hemmed and hawed, and then the Clippers became part of the discussion. That never felt real. And everybody did the like Balmer is like throwing money at him kind of thing. But yeah. that I always thought I I legitimately thought he was going to sign with the Lakers. Um, talking to him that night, the meeting I was not a part of, but heard about it, and everybody felt very very good about it. And it felt like he was going to come back. So I thought at that time, I thought it was like 75% he was going to sign with the Lakers, 25% he just didn't want to play at all. But there was never a like the jokes, you know, everybody's going to get their jokes off on Twitter. And the joke was always like he didn't want to do it. He just wanted to like get courtside seats and just wanted to have a, you know, a dinner. But he had I been coming to I games. used was that they, the Lakers gave him, they replicated the LaMarcus Aldridge meeting and it didn't you know go. You know what? <laughs> I told you, I think I gave LaMarcus his first drink. So LaMarcus is my guys. So uh, 
Well, I was not a part of the, this was before my time when the, those Lamarcus two meetings actually. Yeah. Uh, but I I legitimately thought that Collison was going to sign. Uh, so then, you know, when the Clipper stuff came up, that was never a real thing to me. But he just decided, you know, for whatever reasons, uh, that he didn't want to play in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So. I definitely took some incoming. <laughs> um, everybody said, you know, Aaron fucked it up and we couldn't get, we couldn't get Collison cause Aaron couldn't, um, which you know what, to be fair, maybe cause I drink a lot of games and, uh, DC does not. He's he, so I, you know, maybe, maybe I messed it up, but we took some pictures, um, that I was able to post when he signed that I did not post. Uh, on <laughs> my Instagram story. And I think on Twitter, maybe I, I don't know if I posted it, but you know, there's like Getty images, pictures of us. Then there's also uh, pictures we did. Like he and I and Jeannie did like a picture with our hoods. Uh, we happened to all be wearing like hoodies. Mm-hmm. So we, there was a hoodie picture. You know, it's a, it's a little vindication for me. I got to be honest to all the, to, oh, it was, so I was just playing the long all... yeah. game. All he needed was hoodie mellow on the team. Like that's what he was. That's waiting. right. Yes. That's like that's that's what turned things around. Melo signed, and then and then the Lakers had an opportunity to finally go out and get the guy that they've wanted for like three years. Yes. So, um, <laughs> yeah, there is the story. I think February sixth or seventh, uh, twenty twenty, before the world shut down. Of um, yeah, the time I guess I yeah. couldn't sign uh, like- Darren Collison. Month or so away from from that fateful anniversary. All right, let's get out of here with um, our personal resolutions. Do you have any? Uh, my mom listens to this. Uh- <laughs> 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 I can go first. <laughs> so, so you know what? You know what? You know what? I always say, and I always the advice I always give to people um, when when they're talking about resolutions, and I think that. And I fortunately get to um, do a lot of this, um, you know, hanging out with you, cooking and with all my Lakers stuff and, and talking with you. But I would encourage everybody to do more of whatever it is that speaks to your soul. Mm. So I am fortunate enough to get to do a lot of that, but I have to remind myself of that. And I should probably say um, that I'm going to drink less. I should probably say that. I. <laughs> But I know, like, I know that's probably not going to be a thing. So um, I gave back. I lost a lot of weight in the pandemic. I was very serious about it. Mm-hmm. Gained a little, some of it back. I gave some of it back. So I'm going to say, as we all do, um, that I'm going to, you know, I, I got the, the 10 to 15. I lost like 40 or 50. The 10 or 15 that I put back, I got to get those back off. So there's my resolution. All right. So I went the opposite direction. I gained the COVID-19. And I was the, I was the heaviest I have ever been. I think when, when, you know, when it looked like the world was kind of coming back a little bit, I was Mm -hmm. at my heaviest and I was not ready to go out into the world. And I think at my heaviest, I think I got up to like 230, 235. Um, And for the people out there, how tall are you? I'm 5'10". So that's, that's a, that's a big 5'10 person. And, um. Carry it well. Well, you know, I, I, I purposely 
I cover, I, I cut the thing up from like, you know, right, my shoulders right. up. <laughs> right. The zoom or the, the streamcast <laughs> framing here is purposeful. Yeah. So, so, uh, I, I, you know, and I, I have really focused, I've worked hard on, on cutting that down a little bit. I have not been under 200 in, in a good year or so. So my, my new year's resolution is to finally dip below 200 this next year at some that point, then hopefully keep it off. That but, but hopefully I think right now I'm sitting at about 205 right so it's it's not too far that i have to go but should we do like a should we do like there. a show a hook challenge for this i was like 240 something got mm-hmm. to like 190 and then gave gave some of it back so i'm probably like 207 208 now and so I we're, get... we're, all right if we're if we're close-ish like yeah we can yeah. see who can get to like 195 yeah, we gotta faster. we gotta we need we gotta be under 200 yeah all right the we first person all right, we'll put a bottle on this. We'll, right, you know, like it. Like yeah. It. All right. That's going to do it, though, for this episode and this week's and this year's episode of the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. I want to give a hearty, hearty thank you to all of the support that we have gotten. I started this back on May 18th was my first uh, podcasting day. May 17th yeah. was when I, when I um, was able to announce it. May 18th was when the first stuff uh, went live. And we have uh, blown our expectations out of no, the water. No, 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 no. Brag I'm on not, yourself. Tell, tell people. You can do percentages. I'm not giving, I'm not giving numbers. Uh, no, you can do percentages. Brag on yourself. All right, all right. You don't so have to give roughly, numbers. Roughly 85% of the year's, uh, the year's downloads. downloads have taken yep. place since May 18th. Attaboy. Uh, so I Attaboy. want to give you guys a hearty, hearty thank you for all of that support. Yes. And I really do want to keep that momentum rolling as we roll into 2022. I hope all of you celebrate tonight safely. However, That's, it is that you yeah. want to, you know, don't no drinking and driving. No, no, you no, know, no, none, no, none of that. Hop in an Uber. It's way please. cheaper than a DUI. And uh, and it's so going to be please, expensive tonight. And it's still cheaper than a still DUI. way cheaper. Way, please, way, everybody. way like like <laughs> exponentially. Come drink cheaper. Hennessy with me at a game. But- yes. Go but get there and safe. go get home. home get safely. there and yeah. home safely, please. Uh, so yeah, do all of that, um, and we will talk to you guys again. That was Aaron Larsoul. I'm Anthony Irwin. We'll talk to you all in 2022.